Hello, and welcome to PW's FaithCast, a podcast from Publishers Weekly. I'm Emma Winner, Religion News Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Gary Jansen, one of the contributors to the book Sharing the Wisdom of Time by Pope Francis, which is being published by Loyola Press, the sponsor of today's podcast. Hi, Gary, and thanks so much for joining us today. Emma, great to be on the show. Thanks so much. Gary, you're an author as well as the religion and spirituality editor at the Crown Publishing Group. Can you tell us a little bit how you got involved with sharing the wisdom of time? Oh, well, sure. Actually, you know, my contribution to that is really kind of, um, it it was more just linking people together. And I had the great opportunity to link uh, Maura Zagrins, who was one of our authors here at Image at, at Penguin Random House. Um, with uh, the good folks at Loyola who are my publishers, right? So they they publish a number of books that I've worked on over the years. And so it was really, uh, the cool thing was, is getting like more, more had this, so so the Pope Francis book is all about people from various different, uh, from various age groups, right? Who are writing about the wisdom of their life and, and the things that they've gone through. Well, Moore had a very good friend who had lived through the horrors of a concentration camp when he was when he was young, and uh, and so I was able to kind of connect Mora and and her friend to the folks at Loyola, and they ended up using the story and actually doing a little bit of a photojournalism on 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 that story as well. Oh, that's great! And you mentioned one contributor in the book. I was gonna point out that there's just a wide variety of contributors in the book, and I wanted to ask your perspective on how non-believers and people from all faith backgrounds could engage with a book like this. Sure, absolutely. What I, what, you know, I think what Loyola does, does really well is to make books practical and accessible. And I know they've helped me. Um, they've helped me on my own books and on, and on this new Pope Francis book. What they've really done is they've taken you know, these really diverse stories from people from around the world and made and, and really made them accessible. So I mean there's a story in there from Martin Scorsese, right? But there's yeah. also there's also stories about people, you know, just kind of growing up in, in Peru and Chile and and just common ordinary people mixed in with what we would call here in the United States stars, right? And and to show that each has this, you know, a a certain faith perspective and a spiritual journey that they've all been on. And that's the one thing that kind of connects people with faith, right? Is that everybody's on a spiritual journey. And so what's so great about this book is um, kind of this, this melding of different storylines from different parts of the world through different economic strata. And uh, they just, the Loyola did a terrific job on it. And then um, reading about the book, there's mention of an intergenerational conversation that's offered inside it. Why do you think having an intergenerational conversation is so important right now? Oh, you know, totally. It's, I mean, I think it's always important, um, whether it's now or, you know, 10 years ago. It's amazing just as I've gotten older how I don't necessarily speak the same language as someone a generation earlier now. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have young nieces and nephews who are, who are, who are teenagers, and I have a son who's, who's 14. And uh, the stuff that they're interested in and the stuff that they talk about can sound very foreign to, to myself. And, and I think 
if I'm just experiencing this on a kind of a small micro level, and I do think I'm kind of hip, so I'm getting caught up <laughs> on some of this stuff, but maybe I'm not, the, um, then, then think about the, the, the walls and the barriers that exist between different generations. And we've always heard about there being generation gaps. So what's really cool, again, one of the cool things that Loyola did about structuring this book was to, you know, was to bring in some young voices, right? And, and have, and have them connect with the older voices so that, so, uh, so really that they could find common ground. And, you know, and again, coming back to this idea of the faith journey and everybody has this kind of faith story. There's a lot to learn from both young people and old people alike. Yeah. What is one way you think that maybe we as a society could show a greater appreciation for the elderly or older people in general? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm someone who can always, I always feel like you could do at least 10, 20, 30, 40% probably better than what you're doing and, uh, and what I'm doing. And so, you know, I think, I, I think, Kind of in our kind of like social, quick social media world, this is not to downplay social media or anything like that, but we, you know, everything moves really fast, right? How long do you stay on an Instagram page? A couple seconds, right? And you're constantly yeah. moving on and on and on to, to the next thing. And that can make us a little hyped up, I think, right? And, 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 and I think just finding the opportunity to, to slow down um, and, to, and to have conversations with you know, people who have lived before us. I mean, you know, I just know, like growing up, my grandmother was a huge source of wisdom for me, uh, both my gra- uh, both my sets of grandparents. And they both came from different economic um, strata, you know. I had yeah. two, two very poor um, grandparents and then and two middle-class grandparents. And, yeah. and But they still have a, had a lot to teach me. And, and I think sometimes... You know, the voices of the elderly or the, or the voices of people of, of past generations can sometimes just be silenced. You know, I think that happens throughout throughout generations. But but I think they have a lot to tell us. And, you know, and it would be great for us to just listen, to listen more. And I think that's what the Loyola book was trying to do. They were really trying to say, hey, you know what, let's take an opportunity to kind of listen to people we might not normally listen to and yeah. and, and and to really extract extract this great wisdom that, that people have and, and people really are wise with when you once you start getting them to talk. Yeah. Well you mentioned it a little bit, but what is one way a younger person could establish a relationship with maybe an older family member or an older person in their lives, what would be the first step in trying to make that connection? Yeah, you know, I mean, not to be self-promotional, but the, you know, I have a book that's coming out in the spring called Microshifts, and and that book is really about how do you, you know, how do you, how do you make small changes or what small changes can you make in your life that can have lasting and long-range uh, benefits for you, right? And one of these things is just like taking, you know, if we, if we think about it, there's 1,440 minutes in a day, you know, 1% of that, really just 1% of that is 14 minutes and 24 seconds. So that's about 15 minutes a day, right? Yeah. What are some, what are some things that you could just in 15 minutes, just 1% of your time, could you give it to a grandparent? Could you give it to, you know, an aunt? Could you give it to someone who's, you know, who's, um, at a at a nursing home. I mean, my my son's my, my my older son goes to to Catholic school, and you know, one of the great things that 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 his school does is that they they have these retreats where they go into 
um, old age homes, right, or or homes for the for the elderly, and they just have the students sit there and and read read to people to like listen to their stories. And you know, my son will come home and like talk about Sylvia and Sylvia's you know experiences during World War II in Poland and things like that. And mm-hmm. and this is really you know I know it's been transformative for him, but just setting aside you know we always think we know we don't have a, a ton of time, but if you start breaking things down into kind of like micro bits, right, and say hey you know what one percent of my life is really you know, 15 minutes, right. you know, could I give those 15 minutes to, to someone in my family and just ask them about their life? What did they like? You know, what kind of ice cream did they like when they were a kid? You know, what was, yes. what was Woolworths like back in the day? You know, what kind of music did they listen to? And not only are you creating this connection, right, but, but you're invoking memory, which many times has this kind of transformative effect, not only on the person who's speaking, but also on the person who's listening as well. Right. Right. Wow. That's good advice. Um, And then my final question for you is, what is the most important thing you want readers to take away from sharing the wisdom of time? Oh, you know, like I said, I had such a tiny little... um, you know, a bit to do uh, with the book. Mine was really just about like making connections and all that. But I really Pretty do pivotal, think. Though. Yeah, I've been. You know, I've been. Loyal has been so good to me. I mean, as they've published three of my books, and you know, just having that opportunity for them to kind of just to say, hey, you know what? Um, what do you, What do you think? Do you know people out there? And being able to connect more to them was just a great opportunity. But I think it's really, you know, what's the takeaway? The takeaway is that is to pay attention to the people around us, you know? Um, sometimes things can get really, uh, things can get busy, we can get caught up in life, but, but people have stories, right? And that's how, and this is how we communicate. From the dawn of time, we've communicated through stories. And, and reach out, you know, listen to some of the stories of the people who've come before us. They have great things to tell us and great insight to give us. I read um, a bit in the book, it said, Hearing about the past can inspire confidence about the future, and I really liked that. I oh, that's true. beautiful. Yeah, that was such a that's such a great. And you had such. I mean, Loyal had such a great team, like working on this. Like, you know, Rosemary Lane was it was you know one of the spearheads. Joe Durapos, the um, Thomas uh, Tom McGrath, all those all all the great people who have supported me over the years at Loyola. They just did a phenomenal job of, of, of pulling so many diverse voices together. Yeah, and the artwork. It, oh, the artwork's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you look at the book and you see how beautifully it's packaged, it really is an experience. And then I mm-hmm. think that's what Loyola was going after. They were looking for an experience uh, to provide the reader with an experience. There's plenty of books written out there by Pope Francis, you know, but I think what they wanted to do is really give people something visual to look at and. And, and stories that were lasting. And I think they really did a terrific job. I agree. Thank you so much, Gary, for joining us. And also thank you to the audience for listening. And please join us again for the next FaithCast.